1: What up everybody, welcome to the corner, I'm Kel Dansby
2: I'm Andreas Hale.
1: And we are two journalists who cover wrestling, boxing, and MMA But we also love hip-hop You may think those worlds don't blend, but we make it work On today's show, we are reviewing WWE Battleground We're also previewing Chicago's UFC on Fox Card And the Kovalev fight for this weekend but first we have to talk about all the beef and hip hop.
2: God in damn. The second being Andres. We gonna have beef, yo, in a second, just cause it's cool. I mean, why not, right? Cause you 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 don't do the podcast, you don't you don't write the show. Like we got like Meek Mill writes your show. That's what happens. Word up, you got a ghostwriter. They think like,
1: yo, Andres is funny on the show. Like, nah, he got a ghostwriter. He
2: like, paid me under the table. I don't even know where to start. Do we, do we start with Meek and Drake? Do we start with Young Thug and Lil Wayne? Uh, that, that shit? Where do we start? Yo, we got to... You're lucky we don't start with Nicki
1: and Taylor Swift.
2: That's real hip-hop beef right there.
1: That's, that's where it's at. Taylor Swift was like, yo, Nicki, let me ether you real quick. That's, and Taylor got... She got hood cred, yo. She got
2: Kendrick on the, on the single. Taylor, Taylor ain't soft no more. Yeah, I mean, what is this? all over because Nicki didn't get nominated for a VMA. Don't you got enough awards already? That could be one of the greatest beats ever. If really? Taylor Swift, she gets a Mike Will made it beat,
1: she throws Iggy on for a verse, that's dope. Right there.
2: That's not dope.
1: That's dope. That's mm-hmm. crushing it. That's that's better than Drake and Meek Mill. There'll be no bars exchanged in Drake versus Meek Mill. But Taylor Swift, she could spit that hot fire. You're wilding, dog. Like, Taylor got it. I don't know why you're sleeping on Taylor Swift, yo. My money's on Taylor Swift and the Taylor Swift versus
2: Nikki battle. You couldn't wait for a goddamn McHale moment, right? You just couldn't wait. Yo, yeah. that's it. People agree with me. Taylor Swift, she could spit. Okay. Check. Do your Googles. Nah, I'm not. I'm not doing my Googles on this. I'll pass.
1: Taylor Taylor Swift got it. But let's talk about Meek and Drake since everybody's talking about Meek and Drake.
2: Yo, that and... shit. Had, listen, that shit had me up all night last night laughing because. I don't know what pissed Meek Mill off all of a sudden, but apparently he doesn't like when people don't tweet about his album. So that means if you don't tweet about Meek's album, you got beef. And now he's got beef with Drake. And then, and then what do you want to do? He wants to call, come out and say, yo, you got a ghost rider. Come on, son. Did, did you have to hit him below the belt? Did you really? Yo, so if that's the case. Kanye got a ghost rider. they had a ghost rider. Who cares? I mean, Kanye, I- Kanye can never speak on this subject. For his entire life. He's not allowed.
1: Nah, you gotta stay out
2: of it. Yeah. He, <laughs> there's there's no way that Kanye could ever speak about ghostwriting. Dr. Dre can't talk about ghostwriting. But look, man, let's let's get to the nitty-gritty of it. Meek is dating Nikki. Why are you fucking up the money? That's what I wanna know. Like, you know Nikki's sitting around going, look, Meek, you gotta chill. Like what beef did they get into that made, made Meek wake up and say, you know what? Fuck Drake. I'm gonna disagree. Yo, you me. know, this has been this has been building. You think this beef started last night? This has been building
1: ever since that Truffle Butterverse came out. And Meek was like, hold on, hold on. So I was, I was hooking up with Nikki when she was with Safari or whatever the dude's name is. Meek said that as much on his new album. Like, yo, wait, so me and Nicki been riding for like eight months before we even announced it. And Drake's trying to smash in the back of the car? Like, hold on, hold on, what, what happened here? And then he asked Nikki a question. Nikki went all queens on him. He, he took her off all his Instagram pictures. He went like full on Instagram official straight like IG thought on Nicki. She was like, yo, yeah, you want to do this? I'll take you off all my stuff. And then she probably like, yeah, that Drake verse, it really happened. She just got constant loop of that Drake lap dance around the crib.
2: And that hurts people's feelings, yo. So this has been building up. But why are you going to blame Drake, though? I mean, let's, let's, let's be clear. Like I, like I said on Twitter last night, all Drake has to do is just post a, a bunch of videos of, of him dry humping Nicki Minaj. And Meek can't say shit. Because Nicki's been dry humping Drake for years. And if you're going to get mad now, you need to figure something out. Cause You get mad whenever you want. He has the license to get mad whenever he wants. Drake's untrustworthy.
1: He grew out the stupid beard. Drake just looks suspect.
2: But what what loyalty got to Meek Mill? If he was, if he'd been smashing Nicki on some buddy shit, why is Meek pissed down? And why they is he mad at, why don't he diss they Nicki? Why don't he diss Nicki? Why diss Drake? Answer me that. Cause Nicki just helped himself 250,000 albums.
3: we nah, Nicki We've established
1: this. She ain't, ain't helped that much. You and gotta, you know, you know, when you hurt, you never go after the person you're with. You always go after the other person. That's you you're always shit. gonna get back with the person you're with. Nah, that's whole shit. That's whole he shit. He can't say he can't say shit about Nicki. He going to be back with Nicki a week from now. So go after Drake, be hurt. Drake light skin. He got right. There was no threat of a fight. Drake ain't going to punch him in the face.
2: Yeah, but like I dog, I don't understand. Like you take you go to Twitter saying that you mad cuz he didn't tweet about your album. Saying that he got a ghostwriter and then you say you only roll with the real, but your right hand is Rick Ross, who's the biggest fraud in hip-hop? Explain explain this to me, son. Explain it. I don't understand it. Yo,
1: we can't call it. Meek me, me shooting from the hip. This is one thing in fights. You don't always got to be factual. Who cares about factual shit? It's a fight. He's just trying to talk shit to Drake. Meek, on his own album, there was a verse someone took it from, like, Rap Genius or some shit, where he said, I don't even write my own rhymes. Who cares if Drake got a ghostwriter? Drake's going to sell all the albums he's going to sell. The girl's going to love him and his stupid beard. And he's going to probably still smash Nicki on on the regular. And that's what has him hurt. It's public, yo. Like, as soon, Drake probably just walked by them at some event, looked at Nicki a little too long. And that
2: was it. It was beef. But Drake's been looking at Nicki's ass for how many years now? Too long. If you ask me, too long. But Keep when, your
1: eyes to yourself,
2: me. So Keep then your, why don't... That's, listen, why don't you just say, fuck Drake, I don't like his beard, and he's probably smashing my girl. Why go the Ghost Rider route? That's like below the belt. Like, why even go that route? Because that's how hip-hop is nowadays. It's
1: a bunch of fake fights on Twitter and Instagram, and no one puts out a verse. You know what? If this was 2000, Meek would have just dropped the verse, dropped the track. He would have had the Ghost Rider on the track at the end blowing the spot that's hip-hop
2: that ain't even hip-hop it's still corny yo all this shit is corny all this shit is corny all i'm waiting to see is if drake ever responds if it's even necessary or you know drake gonna shoot them subliminals like jay-z that's probably what's gonna happen drake gonna yeah shoot- yeah he's gonna sneak diss him um yeah.
1: i don't know it's he's scheduled to perform on the mtv awards that are coming up because you know drake will just have some crazy shit on the screen like a summer jam. Like, he, he'll
2: have a picture of Nikki and, like, it's on his lap all performance long. Man, I just want to know what the conversations between Meek and, and Nikki are like right now. Like, what are they talking about right now? Oh, she's tight. Because, you know, she, she loves little light
1: skinned Drake, yo. She loves him. And she'd be like, oh, that's my friend. We just friends. Oh, by the way, everyone listening, that, oh, he's my friend. Oh, that's my BFF. Don't fall for that, yo. It's never just a best friend. Always side-eye a chick. Yeah. If, if Twitter teaches you anything, that whole, oh, that's just my friend line, it's not true. Not so at all. So that's what she's saying, and he don't believe it, and he's from Philly, and he's wild.
2: This would have never happened to Meek Mill with the Braids. Yo, Meek Mill with the Braids wouldn't be here right now. Like, Meek Mill with the Braids <laughs> is a totally different Meek Mill. Like, that guy, he's like the reverse Samson. He had to cut his braids to make it in this business. Them braids was doing him no justice. Nope. He would have stood for this. There would have been some real
1: beef. It would have went to the bars. But Meek Mill now, with the waves and a little bit of makeup on all time, his complexion is lightened a great deal, too. Him and Nikki got some some magic doctors because he was gone from dark skin to brown skin in two seconds.
2: Yeah. So that it's a whole different Meek Mill, yo. I, I can't call it. Yo, I can't call it. I just think I just think this shit is stupid. I just thought it was fascinating that your man Roscoe Dash jumped in the beef like he belonged. I don't even know why he's participating. Like who the fuck is thinking about Roscoe Dash? Not Roscoe Dash, not Meek Mill, not Drake. Nobody's thinking about goddamn Roscoe Dash, but he's got to put his two cents in. Then your man Funk Flex, he's got to put his two cents in where he's bashing uh. fools. Like, what what is going on? This shit is like this is so stupid. Somebody just diss somebody on a track. Now, please. That's
1: all that's needed. And it's crazy because Funk Flex. Well, I don't even know how he got into this. I'm surprised he can work the internet. Like he's 50. Like let it go. Like you don't need to be in beefs. That's my pet peeve in life. Old, Like, like we we get it, my man. You're a hip hop like pioneer. You you got it. Stay out of beef. Stop doing what the young kids do. You're too old for Twitter beef. At least at least Meek and Drake are young. We don't need no old people in Twitter beefs. So Funk Flex, he got to stay out of this. He's eliminated from conversation. Too late. Roscoe Dash, I didn't even know he was still around. This is just hyping up his next single. If anyone puts out a diss track, it's Roscoe Dash.
2: That's horrible. I mean, you know, Rick Ross is in it too. He said he's rolling with Meek. He's not hitching his... I mean, look, here's the funny thing. Did anybody pay attention to Rick Ross dropping the video yesterday? Nope. Because nobody gives a fuck. Your career is over. Like, it's, it's hood is about to be a hood dolly there because it's, it's running out fast. So why is he hitching his wagon to me? Yeah, I mean, you got to go down with the ship. That's it. Like, Drake ain't putting no money on his table. Yo, I don't know if Wale's going down with that ship. Wale better leave before it's too late. i tell you what. You know what's great? I think Joe Budden should call Drake, form the tax team, the light-skinned dudes, and then just go in on me. Because you know Bud, he's been waiting to go at somebody. <laughs> Bud has been waiting
1: for that Drake verse forever. This might be his only shot. Yeah. Joey got to shoot his shot and try to get Drake on the diss track right now.
2: I mean, let's be honest. Is, is Meek versus Drake, is it even competitive or does Drake eat Meek alive? No, that's competitive. Really? Drake has a, a lot more reach. It's really
1: comparable. And I'm not saying Meek is cannabis. But, like, the LL cannabis beef, where LL was just so big, that cannabis, it didn't matter what he was going to say. He was just going
2: to get crushed. Nah, I'm just talking about, no, I'm just talking about bars. I'm not talking about who's got the bigger fan base. Oh, I, I don't care. Bars? I'm talking about bars. Bars. Nah,
1: Meek me, me Holder's on in that shit. I mean, Drake got a lot of stuff you can say about him. Uh, for all it's worth, you can say a lot about Drake. It's just people don't care. So you can create clever bars and really, and really get at Drake. It's not impossible. It's just all his fans and stands are so wide-eyed over him that they'll just laugh it off and be like, uh-huh, who cares? But it's still some dope-ass bars. And Drake will just call him a sap and all this shit. And then Meek will say, I'm more hood than you could ever be. Look at all these stupid lyrics you've been spinning about being hood and and selling drugs and all this shit. You ain't do none of that, Degrassi. And it could be real. So, I mean, they go back and forth. Meek's acting like a sucker right now, but he's just a sucker for love. Don't get it twisted. There's a difference between being a sucker and a sucker for love. He is in the second category. He's still been riding dirt bikes with felons. This guy has felonies. It's real. Drake is not Meek Mill. So when it comes to credibility and really talking that talk, Meek got the upper hand.
2: And that's huge in rap battles. Nah. I'm buying nothing. What you're selling me right now, I'm not buying it. And you just made me really depressed about this beef that I don't even want to talk about anymore. Like the fact that. No, so let's. That just why
1: there's real beef out there. Yeah, the people... Bronson.
2: Well, that wasn't the one I was talking about, but sure. Let's talk about two guys who sound the same on the mic beefing about who sounds better with the same voice. Let's talk about that shit.
1: Yo, it's who had it first. You don't... Come on. Bronson... I've been saying Bronson
2: stole, stole that whole style. Entire thing. Ghost ain't gonna let that slide. I mean... All right. Let's just put it in perspective. Bam Bam's on Sports Nation... And he's getting talked to by uh, Max Kellerman, and they're asking him about Ghost. So Bronson kind of felt himself, and he was like, "Um, yeah, Uh, he ain't doing it like this anymore. And that just set Ghost off. And I'm sure Bronson, after he said what he said, I know he was like, fuck. Like, you know he went to that back studio and was like, God, I got to call Ghost and apologize, but I don't have his phone number. You know that's what it was. (laughs) You know he felt bad about shit. And and the the six-minute rant that Ghostface gave, that's beef. That's that's epic. That's epic. That's some real shit. He was pointing with the remote control. Yeah. That's when he know it's real. Yo, all he needed was a Maltese Falcon on his arm, and it would have completed the cypher. Because he had Harold Melvin and the Blue Nose playing in the background. Like, that's how you beef with somebody, like, for real. Like, Drake and Meek, y'all take notes from Ghostface. Next time, put on a fucking robe, get a Maltese Falcon, like, have Ray Kwan in the background throwing up gang signs or some shit put on some goddamn Superfly, and then talk shit. Because that's what Ghost did and slayed everything that Bronson has done. Yo, the
1: music was so smooth that you were just kind of worried. Like, yo, like it's too just nice in the background. Ghost really means business.
2: Yo, that's pimp shit right
1: there. That yo, is... he dropped everybody on ESPN's name. He was about it. He wanted to make sure everyone knew what was yeah. up. They yeah. need Ghost in studio. They're
2: dropping the ball. Yo, that's not Ghost even in there next day. Yo, that's not even beef. Like Bronson and Ghost is not even beef. That's like a father like spanking his son. That's all that shit was. That's not even beef. And then Bronson apologized on Twitter and what does Ghost say? Nah. And that's it. That's all he said. And dropped the mic. That's it. The end. Yeah, Ghost ain't about that. You, nah. you don't squash beef. He ain't about that apology life. Fuck that. He was alive and nah, big I and pop was that. here. Ain't fucking that. <laughs> <laughs> sw- that, that's, that. That's not beef. Like that's the beef that I'm talking about is the beef when your your former Birdman daddy and his new protege young thug plot to murder you on a tour bus. That's beef. What like, up?
1: We got to play Biggie. What's beef during the commercials?
2: That that's beef. The, yo, the, this is these aren't bars. This is murder. Like somebody's trying to get killed. And for anybody who hasn't read, you have to go to the smoking section. My man got, he wrote up an excellent piece that basically documents exactly how this whole tour bus shooting went down, how Young Thug and Birdman were connected to it. And it, it kind of blew my mind because I was like, yo, this can't be real. This is like Pain and Game. you seen the movie Pain and Game? The shit was ridiculous. Yo, Birdman is really butthurt. Didn't he just throw a drink a little way in the club, like on some girl shit? Even after that, like you try to kill him and then you still throw a drink at him. Like, yo, look it. I can touch
1: you. That's one of those messages. Like, yo, you touchable. You like, y'all to shoot you right now.
2: Yo, but then you, you too, look. You take, you take too a step. That. You taking a step further though. Not only do you do that, you sue Jay Z for fifty million dollars because you butt her because he put out Wayne's tape on title. Really, fifty million? You think you deserve fifty million dollars, Birdman? You already robbed Little Wayne of everything else and probably his virginity. So why don't you just chill and leave the shit alone? Like, cut it out. Yo, that beef is that beef is beyond real. I can't wait to see what that turns into. Like I
1: read, I read the link that you posted to that to that joint. Um, shout out to your man though from yeah, focus Section. It. Yeah, he he was like a male Olivia Pope on that joint. Like he found out everything.
2: Yo, it's public everything record.
1: Everything to do with it. But you know, and he, it was bananas,
2: and I can't believe they got caught. How do you get caught? Well, That's the stupidest thing. How do you get caught? It's called snitching on yourself. Like, rap, the thing about this this music industry is fools get a little bit too boisterous and, and don't know how to shut the fuck up. So, you look at Young Thug's situation, you got, like you got an idiot running your errands for you, right? Who's going to call you after he shoots at the tour bus? That's That's dummy number one. But then Young Thug is just stupid as well and decides to put the same dude in the video with the gun? Like, come on, man. You really, like, what are you doing? And then Birdman, idiot number three, didn't check nobody in the process. Your man had, you know, his white Camaro, I believe he was driving the shooter, Uh, tried to delete it off his Instagram. Like, dog, you've been snitching on yourself for way too long. For a second. <laughs> Yo, you, like, this is beef, but like I said, it's like pain and gain. Like, pain and gain was a bunch of dummies trying to execute something to make some money. And that's what Birdman and Young Thug are doing right now. Like, this is a smart beef. This is... This is trying to pull off. Like, if they would have killed Lil Wayne, they would all be in jail right now. If they would have really got Lil Wayne, it's like, dog, the evidence stacks up against you. This a, It's the dumbest shit possible.
1: It's like, yo, just release him. Like, if it's, that, if it's that serious, just release him. He'll go about his way. You good. Hit your wagon to Young Thug or whatever. Whatever he's offering. If he's the future for Birdman. Whatever. Just let it go. Yeah, Birdman, he got enough dope. Can't be spending your, your whole life in prison. Like, that's some whack shit.
2: Yo, he's like the Southern. This knitting. is really
1: like the WWE, yo. Like, Vince McMahon would love this shit because it's black people acting overly black. <laughs> it's stupid. Like, he can't even write this shit. Creative cannot come up with this.
2: Yeah, it's really sad. But at least in the WWE, there's a, you know, you have a blow off fight at the pay per view. Like, Meek and Drake ain't even going to fight at the pay per view. they just going to act like the shit ain't never happened. They might, throw a, they might throw a. Oh, Nikki Drake at SummerSlam with Nikki in the middle, like Lana
1: when Rusev and Dolph Ziggler was going at. It. Perfect.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If and it's Nikki exciting. got the stupid accents. She's just like Lana. Yeah, you're right. Fake accents and all. You're right. You're right. And you know, in the midst of all of this, Chris Brown is chilling like, uh, yeah. Thank God nobody's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you post that you're like, oh, at least it's not about me. It's not about him because he just got robbed. Yeah, by your boys. They threw you on in the closet. So it is about you. You're always going to catch a slander Chris Brown. they are probably
1: bumping YG flockers when they did it.
2: Jesus That's Christ. real.
1: You can't even let people know where you live anymore. Instagram in your new crib.
2: Come on, man. Like, like there's
1: not Google Maps.
2: Yeah, I Google don't do that. Earth. Like, come on. I don't do that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Hip-hop, this industry has gotten so stupid. Like, beef used to just be on wax like, nobody would just be like, yo, I live at 555 Blast Ave, and then have everybody come into your crib and then giving out your phone. Like, it just didn't. Like, yo, you battled on wax, and then you saw who the winner was. Like, and that was it. But now it's like you beef on social media. Like, it's just like a game of telephone. It's like gossip. It's corn. I said No bars.
1: No bars. Bars nah. ain't cool no
2: more. Nah. Social media hype. Like, we're really emotional right now. Like, <laughs> rappers are really in their feelings. Listen, yo, I blame you. What? This is why me and you going to have beef. I blame you. You going to have to explain this shit.
1: Listen, I blame you and all your people cuz you started this with your hip hop blogging and all this and they love that shit. So they just want to feed the blogs and there's no more, there's no more hype behind the diss track. Why do a diss track when you can tweet out one thing and every blog will pick it up and it gives you 18,000 more times the traction. Everyone's talking about it. It's on every hip-hop blog right now. I and mean, this is because people of your ilk, Mr. Hip-Hop DX, take stuff and run with it. And you started it. Nah. I blame
2: you. You changed it. Yo, you going to have to do your Googles. Because when I was running DX, it was about respectable journalism. And Of course. Nah. But they, nah. they found
1: the power, yo. It's no longer. Everything starts out respectable. That's why you're not there. That's why you're not doing hip-hop <laughs> blogging every day. Like, it's changed. Like, it's all right. Like, stuff changes. It's not because of people that run it. It's because now the artist was like, yo, look at how much stuff this is getting without the stupidness. Let's use this for stupidness. And that's what they do.
2: All of this is cutting out the middleman. Before, when you had a beef, you either put it on wax or you told a reporter. Now, because you have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you got all these ways to reach people. Because, like, think about it. Once upon a time, artists were mysterious. You didn't know where they lived. Like, Chris Brown, if he was doing shit you wouldn't really know it. It'd be behind closed doors, right? Like, people yep. just didn't know about everything. Now, you put your whole life out there. So, yeah, you're going to get this. Like, Meek and Nicki in, like, the 90s wouldn't have been a public item. They would have hit that shit for at least a good couple of months to the Source magazine figured it out and then put it <laughs> in the magazine a month later because print was always a month behind. But now everything's instantaneous. and the, And the worst part about it is, like, some people, like, I'm looking at Chris Brown, you don't need Twitter. Like, you should never have something where you can just immediately say what you think because some people I don't want to hear that shit like Meek was mad and I'm sure he's sitting back there like what did I just do like he's going to stand up for it because he's apparently a man and he's going to stand behind his word but like, people just say dumb shit it's unnecessary like the fil- have a filter nobody has a filter anymore. word don't push send nah don't push send don't push that tweet button you can't take it back you, you can delete all you want but that's why there's such a thing called screen grab and everybody's going to take your shit but
1: that's what makes Twitter Twitter like I tell people all the time, Twitter's not shit that people say. It's stuff that people think. And your thoughts come way faster than your words. So people just tweet whatever they think, and then they'll be like, oh, I should have said that. Like, oh, you really didn't say it. You just thought it. Now it's out in the air. Yeah. And uh, now you got some explaining to do. So Meek just really cut off like, his next three singles, and he's having no drink on his next three albums until they kiss and make up after Nicki disses them both. You think lose them for Justin Bieber in five years.
2: I don't know. So you think Drake's going to make up with me? Drake does seem like the guy that accepts apologies, though. They always make up. Always. Then they'll do a track together. Look at we cool again.
1: Let me drop Drake on my new single. But it's going to take two albums.
2: That's a long time. You know, the, the, the funniest thing about all this is everybody's just really mad at Drake for being Drake. Like, what did Drake really do to anybody that's causing people to hate Drake? Chris Brown hates Drake. Because Drake smashes whoever the fuck Chris Brown's dating at the time. Meek the Mills, ma- like, yeah. Well, I mean, whoever. You know, I'm sure there's other ones. You know. Oh, Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. Drake,
1: yeah. Drake has an impressive catalog.
2: Yeah, like, yo, Drake's portfolio of smashing chicks is pretty damn impressive. And everybody's mad at him. And now it's time to diss him. It's really unfortunate when you, you know, you rap cats are mad because you, this dude, this light-skinned dude with a beard that was on the Degrassi in Canada is smashing your girl. Or you think he's smashing your girl. I don't know. Like That's even worse. When you don't on. know,
1: when <laughs> you're just speculating and you can't get proof, that hurts you worse.
2: Speaking of speculation, you got put on blast.
1: <laughs> Yo, they try to start beef with me. You see, I'm just, I am just was just chilling. I was at the NBA Players Awards at the red carpet, not doing much of anything. Uh, you know, looking at the celebs and the players and getting a few quotes and pictures. And I picked up a quote from Pooch Hall who was getting interviewed by uh, your ex and former employer, BET. A couple mm. of people on the red carpet. And they're like, yo, Pooch, what do you think about BET Uncut coming back? He was like, oh, it's coming back? I are like, yeah, what was your favorite BET Uncut memory? So I tweet this. It picks up a little traction on Twitter. I get home. I'm like, yo, I'm going to write a quick little stupid article about it. BET Uncut's coming back. And that's that. Source myself. And I go to sleep for the night. So I wake up in the morning. We got 600 retweets or something stupid. Everywhere's picked it up. And I'm like, dope. Cool. All good. But right, I gave BT some pub, much needed, because no one even watches that shit no more. Mm-mm. And I thought I did my job. So I go handle my business. I go about my day. Come home around 4 o'clock. BT thought they were dope. And they wrote their article. Like, yo, BT Uncut is not coming back. Uh, they did, like, some weird phrasing of it. They're like, pooch hole, all told, BSO, and Kel Dansby the wrong information. Like, they tried to not make me look like the bad guy, kind of, but it was just lame. And then I got the email. Once I tweeted, I was like, yo, I stand by my reporting. Someone from BET emailed me. I was like, yo, uh, did this really happen? I said, yes, your people confirmed it on the carpet, and they said it. And then they took their article down. Like, oh, my bad. I guess it is coming back. How the hell do you work somewhere and everyone doesn't talk to everyone? So your internet guys can't find out BET Uncuts on cuts on the way back?
2: Yeah, so look, I work there. And <laughs> I can tell you firsthand uh, the, the many times that I didn't know what was going on in the room next to me. And it, it was just really like that. There's always a disconnect. But the fact they tried to slander your character and made you see like you were a liar, when they... essentially snitched on themselves by having their own staff ask Poo what his favorite uncut video was because the show's coming back. So, like, bottom line of this is BT Uncut's coming back. Correct? Yes, it'll be back,
1: and they're going to look stupid when it comes back, and i am be chilling just with a smile on my face. And as long as they put tip drill on it, all fair. Now, if they leave tip drill off, then we got real beef. But outside of that, they need to do their Googles. They need to know what the hell's going on in their own company and stop saying stupidness. They should be happy. I got people talking about BET again. I got more BET buzz than the Andre Ward fight.
2: Damn, yo, that was that was low. So yo, <laughs> <laughs> I did. They should thank me. But you know, so here's the thing. You know, BET Uncut's coming back and. It's been a long time since we needed a BET Uncut, because this was pre-YouTube. Like, there was no YouTube when Uncut was out. So nothing. No, it was nothing. So now that Uncut is here, and BET supposedly be trying to clear up their image, if that's what their goal is, what videos will Uncut really be showing? I mean, they got a top world star, right? No, they don't.
1: That's that's the competition.
2: We live in an ultra-sensitive society, so... The moment that a a pair of titties flash across the screen on Saturday night, heading into Sunday morning, everybody's going to go rallying against BET. That's what—that's the reality of this situation. I just think this. But it's not like it's something new. Titties were on the screen the whole time. But it's BET. Like BET is going to catch flack because if they're the only ones showing titties on Saturday night and then church service right after that, they're going to catch heat. So I don't really think that—yo, un- I don't think the uncut's really going to be the uncut of, that we used to know. Like, if it's really coming back, it's just going to be some longer versions of videos or videos with questionable content. And I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to be—I don't think we're ever going to see Tip Drill on BET again. That's just my two cents. Too oh, well, then BET's super whack then. And they should scrap. Um, if that's the
1: case, because then if they're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. And you got and for it to work, you have to get exclusive videos to drop on the weekend. So if like Future got like his stupid new joint, um, something with the girls, I don't know. Listen, I listened to that album twice only because of our show, and I can't do that shit again. It was it was horrible. For the record, I the Future you. album was horrible. Hey, and me and Andres agree on that.
2: Hey, yes. If there's anything that me and Kel will agree on is Future's that Dirty Sprite two album sucks. And you guys, you can rally for it. You can say he's the hottest rapper. But as soon as Meek and Drake started beefing, y'all forgot all about that future shit. I guarantee it. But that's the way it is. Anyway. Yeah, but he can drop his exclusive joint on there. Just
1: get a couple people to drop exclusive joints and have some girls shaking their ass or being in a strip club. and Beat T. Uncut his back. Because you got to make people want to go there for something they haven't seen before. And if you have an exclusive joint or... Someone on Twitter like uh, had a good a suggestion, just make it a countdown so people don't have to go and search through YouTube or search through Worldstar or wherever the hell they get their info from. Top eight, and you just go eight through one of just raunchy videos. That's dope, and you give people that, and then maybe you throw in you know the one classic every week that people can watch and you know get a host or something. It'll be cool. There's cool ways of bringing it back and changing it and doing it. Do I expect the people at BT to know that and
2: know what the hell's fresh and how to change stuff? No, but we'll see. Yeah, anyway, let's just move on to it. Because I know a lot of our listeners like, look, shut up with all this rap shit. Talk about what we came here for, boxing, wrestling, and MMA. But we got to do our pound for pound list this week, which is the best BET Uncut videos. For anybody under 21, sorry, you were not part of this. You have missed all of this, and none of this will make any sense to you. But for <laughs> the adults in the room, yeah, there were some, some ignorant classics on BET Uncut. Classics. So, Kel, you got to go first, bro. I always go first. Let's see. Five to one. Five.
1: No panties on the dance floor. That's that's a sleeper pick right now. That video is dope. Four, what that smell like. Even though a lot of people like it more than me, it wasn't my favorite. It never was.
2: I don't think it's anybody's uh, real favorite, Kel. Like shit. It's like what that thing smelled like is, is is brilliant ignorance at its finest. <laughs> you know
1: that'd be a chart topper today if migos came out with what that thing smelled like
2: don't you're giving ideas cut it out just let no, so you know no, stop stop no ideas three. for migos to remake what that thing smelled like no. <laughs> three white girls that that's classic hey,
1: three but uh two you know P poppin' you you get the whole joint. I'll censor myself on this for everyone. You censor uh, yourself
2: on that. We've been we've been saying we've been dropping F bombs the whole show. Come on, Kelly, you gotta God be consistent. Alright. The pussy poppin'. Don't be video. McMillan being consistent with your disses, man.
1: Listen, Pussy Poppin' video was dope. There you go. Um, so that's two number one tip drill. It's the GOAT, greatest all time. Undisputed. That song sucked, by the way. The champ is here. The song wasn't that Bad either.
2: What? That song was terrible. That 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 was that was the epitome of watch this video on mute. I that, can
1: throw that song on right now at a house party
2: and people are going crazy. I'm not going to that party. Fuck and that everyone's party. Everyone's taking
1: out their wallet to get their credit card and just swipe it. Well, that
2: that was goals. That was that was career goals. After seeing the tip drill video, anybody's career goal was to swipe a credit card down some strippers' ass. And, that was it. Next pool party. Everyone was just trying to swipe and if if you had a girlfriend you probably did it to her why not give it a shot that's everybody swipe yep. that barcode you ain't get no money out of it but fuck it why not
1: i'm not gonna say my age when i watched the tip drill video but let's just say that formed my youth
2: it yeah. was
1: amazing i probably shouldn't have been staying up till 3 a.m to watch what she said
2: yeah see that was it anyway so here's my list so my number one is what that thing smelled like because the song was so garbage and the video was so ridiculous about the dude smelling his fingers in the panties. It all black, And his name was Black Jesus, and he looked fucking <laughs> stupid. So he'll always be number one on my list. Like That's, that's a classic. That's classic stupid shit. Um, number two is Tip Drill, just for the sake of the video. I, I want to know where those girls are at today. Uh, white Chocolate... I uh, remember her because she ended up being in King magazine. Shout out to the homies over there, Kane Chuan, that was running shit back in the day. You guys capitalized off that video immensely. Um, got to do a follow up on that. Yeah, trying to let's add on. Let's Yo, do a I up. think I think a story about where is everybody from the tip drill video now, including like the strippers and like Murphy Lee. Like, I think people would be interested in that because everybody's got to look bad. I don't think everybody looks amazing. I don't think no. Like, Aside from Nelly being on Nellyville and still finding a way to, to exploit BET for some more money, I don't think anybody in that video is doing well. Well, I think Jermaine Dupree was in there. He's, I'm sure he's doing fine. It's post Janet Jackson days. But everybody else? Yeah. Um, <laughs> number three, man, Joker the Bell Bondsman, uh huh, with Crazy Bone, ain't nothing like money in a Ziploc bag. That's just stupid. But it's (laughs) yo. If you remember the video, this guy, cause he's from Alaska, he was walking through the snow, and that's all I remember. And Crazy Bone, and I don't, and that's it. It was ridiculous. Um, number four, Mighty Casey White Girls. I mean, don't tell Minister Farrakhan. He doesn't need to know what's going on. That's that's epic. That's brilliant. Classic line. Classic. And Casey's actually a pretty damn good writer. If you Google, if you Google Casey, you'll find him. He's actually penned some great articles. And, um, five, uh, I guess the peepot, no, 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 Jada Kiss, Knock Yourself Out, because there was a girl who had the, the biggest tits of all time in that video, and they flashed them, like, real quick, and I'm pretty sure it was a Knock Yourself Out video, because it was different from the one that had Melissa Ford in it, and it was just the, the girl with, like, the biggest hooters ever, that I knew, like, I watched it with other women in the room, they was like, damn, she got some big titties, that was an amazing <laughs> video. And, and I didn't expect it. It caught me off guard. And I think there was like girls dry humping each other in the video too. Like, you know everyone's
1: going to YouTube this now. As yeah. soon as they like, hold on, y'all, y'all going to commercial real quick? Hold on, y'all yeah, got a break?
2: Yeah. Exactly. YouTube. So that, that's my top five BT Uncut videos. We'll never see anything like that again. Porn is far too accessible today for anybody to really be watching those, those damn videos. Like if you want to watch porn, just get your phone and go like Pornhub and splash out there. You don't really need BT Uncut because they're not going to do you any justice. <laughs> well, Andres drops a hammer on BTN Cut. Bom. And when we come back,
1: we got to talk about what we're supposed to be talking about. And we're going to start with WWE Battleground and some New Japan Pro Wrestling and get into the good stuff. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: What's
1: beef? What's beef? What's beef is when you need two cast to go to sleep. Beef no. is when your mom stays safe up in the streets. Beef no. is when I see you. Guaranteed to be that yeah, I see you. I see One more time. What's beef? This is usually where the sponsors will go, but since we're sponsored by the people, the people, we wanted to tell you that you can follow us on YouTube at the Corner Podcast. You can ask us a bunch of questions, hopefully the good ones, at the Corner Pod at Gmail, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at mm-hmm. the Corner LSN, my people.
2: Uh, you know what beef All right, everybody. Thanks for staying with us. Welcome back.
1: Now we're going to get into some wrestling talk because, hell, that's what we're here for, right?
2: Yeah, you know, anybody who listens to the show and was expecting us to open up with, like, boxing and pro wrestling, I'm sorry. Like, we're hip-hop dudes at the heart, and we just can't help it when we see a bunch of ignorance, so we had to tackle the bullshit. But yes, man, we had Battleground this weekend, which would have let off this week, but, you know, Meek and Drake was, like, a big deal. Yeah, but we got an even bigger beef. There's beef in the
1: WWE right now, and we saw a brawl on Monday Night Raw that we'll get to, but the beef started on Sunday, and it was between Taker and the beast,
2: Brock Lesnar. Yo, so Undertaker's been gone for over a year since he... Well, not, well, he fought Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, but nothing has happened since he lost, right? And then right. it, it kind of got spoiled for us because... The report started coming out that Taker was going to be at um, Battleground and and there was worry that Sting's going to be involved in WrestleMania. So he kind of expected it. But the way that it happened was like, I'm going to be honest, when it happened, I was like, boo, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because it made Rollins look weak. I didn't like it because it was no clear finish. I didn't like it because it basically threw a monkey wrench into all of the plans. My perception of all of that changed on Monday night when those two dudes brawled for like an hour. That was I'm the only one that didn't like the brawl. Yo, how did you not like the? Because you're not a, you're not a great you're not a good person. Because Taker just
1: has crazy ass eyes now. Like Taker doesn't even look like he should be anywhere near Brock Lesnar
2: physically. Well, it looks like Kelsey Grammer. Let's be real. Undertaker looks like Kelsey Grammer. And he's growing out the hair again, but it's in that weird, awkward
1: phase of growing out the hair where he kind of looks like Monica on Friends. This shit's horrible. Yeah. But he came back and people were hyped. And I'm like, all right, we get to see Taker again. And I'm like, yo, I grew up with the golden age of wrestling. Like, shit, I've, I've loved wrestling forever. But I can let people go. Like, if ratings aren't doing well, I'm not going to keep retreading people. Like, I really don't need to see Sting again. I didn't need to see Taker this early. Hell, I I'd give him one more match and just let him walk away. You don't have to continuously bring people back. So they did... And he fought, and I thought he was going to blow out his back or his hip or something, trying to pick up Lesnar for the two tombstones. He had a little hitch in his giddy-up where he was like, uh, oh, uh oh, ah, all right, I got it. And it just looked painstaking. And then they had the brawl, and he got the crazy man eyes. It makes Lesnar look weak. So, Lesnar, you can do all this shit to everyone else, but you can't
2: beat an old-ass man. Alright, so first things first, I needed you to suspend, sustain any realistic expectations that you have in real life fights. Because <laughs> with Undertaker, like, Undertaker's the only wrestler who has stayed true to character from, well, except for the. False. Like, False. The, except for the biker act. The biker I was about act. To say, didn't count. American badass Kid Rock Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah, well, fuck all that. That didn't happen. So, we're, we're basically looking at a guy who's worked with Magic and you know, dead people and caskets on fire and resurrections. Like, Kane has become corporate Kane wearing a suit. Other guys have just become normal human beings. Undertaker is still the Undertaker. He'll always be the Undertaker. So They come back with, like, cover up his man boobs and his fucking belly. Give him, like, the original
1: suits with the the mad wide tie with the stripes on it and come back the original purple-gloved Undertaker – And show me something different. This is a resurrection and you were done. Come back as the original Undertaker. Or come back as the the dude when he had like the ministry and stuff when he was really scary. Give me an original version of the Taker. Not this half biker, half MMA fighter, half dead man act. Because I don't want that Taker if you're coming back. Bring back the real one. Bring back the believable one who
2: actually looks like he could be dead. Well, again, like I said, when I watched Battleground and it happened, I was like, this is whack. Like, this is dumb. Why are we bringing Undertaker back? Why are we just kind of messing up the storylines? But then when, it, when I saw The Brawl, like, let's, let's talk about a few things about The Brawl. First of all, Paul Heyman's speech on Raw was amazing. Not like Great. he gives us anything less, but it was amazing. When Undertaker showed up, that was, that was, you know, vintage Undertaker, as Michael Cole would call it. But when Lesnar's music hit... And Michael Cole and JBL said, I'm out and left. <laughs> Yo, that's when shit got real. And then these dudes are fighting and they they empty the locker room. There's a there's a, <laughs> a there's a, a segment in this beef where Undertaker's kind of bitch slapping the, the dude from the Ascension for basically yeah, being a fake. Yeah, <laughs> Titus O'Neill was mad whack too. I was like, Titus, you can't hold it back. Yeah, but it's like Undertaker was like kind of like he was hitting him and only him and Dude was like, "Why are you hitting me?" And I know in Undertaker's head he was like, "Cause you look like a fake ass road warrior, so I have to hit you." So <laughs> they're fighting. Brock Lesnar gets free all the time, and and these dudes are and there's like there's a segment I think when they're in the backstage area where Lesnar's chilling sees Taker and then throws the table to his right, and I swore to God it killed like four people because none of those people moved. The table just hit them. It had to. Take his guy... I mean, uh, Brock Lesnar has it really bad for throwing things and hitting people. Hitting people. Random, innocent bystanders always catch it around Lesnar. But you know what? It's Lesnar, so all you do is give the kid or the adult or whoever there's a bunch of merch, and they, they just shut the fuck up. So, <laughs> so here's my thing. This match, should it happen? I don't know. The fact that it's happened at SummerSlam, I'm cool with because of the brawl. However, yeah. you got another four weeks to go to promo this match. And I don't know if we can keep the momentum going heading into SummerSlam. Um, but I'm not, like, again, I'm not mad. I'm mad at the way that, that it was booked for Rollins to look so weak. He looked like Kofi Kingston out there. getting He Suplex did.
1: City. Just catching just a million suplexes and then getting finished, and he should have lost.
2: No, he's the champ. Like, come on, man. You got to make a champ. I, your I did like his promo, though.
1: His raw promo was good. Yeah, his raw promo was good. he came out, and he made her, you know, it was like, oh, announced that
2: I'm still a champion. But that was a good promo. Good spin on it. I mean, everything, it was crazy. The end of Battlegrounds crazy because, like, the ref was gone. Like, I don't know what happened to the ref. I got to give Rollins props, though, because I have no idea how he escaped the ring that fast. I, so, <laughs> yo, he got out of that ring in, like, record time and vanished. And the ref was ghost. And then it was like, the bell never rang. Nobody got announced as the winner. It, it was what it was. Um, but let's just kind of talk about Battleground as a whole for a minute. It was a it was a weirdly booked show. The matches weren't bad. It was like Kevin Owens tapping out to John Cena was weak. Whack. No, no explanation for that. Still, but I'm, I mean,
1: I guess we get an explanation without one, and we see what happened with Cena on Raw,
2: which we'll talk about, and we know why he had to look super over on Kevin Owens. No, but he didn't. Like, let's be real, okay? And we can talk about it now. Kevin Owens lost to John Cena, right? Which means there, there, there's going to be no blow-off match at Summerslam, which is what everybody wanted. Yeah, but did he? Couldn't he have still won the title and Cena could have fought Rollins without the U.S. title? Wouldn't no, make- not yet.
1: I I think that booking was smart.
0: That's I didn't like
1: smart. that, you know, Owens tapped because to me that was whack. Just have him pass the hell out. If you want the STF to look dope and to have a submission style thing, and it might have been Owens's. You know, just, yo, let's go for something different. Let's give a throwback to, like, real wrestling submissions when this shit mattered. They want to do something different. Cool. They were both going for submissions. Submissions played a huge part in their match this time. Yeah, but you cool. just don't
3: tap. Tap no, is like... No, don't the tap. Reason. Have
1: him pass out. You, Cena, you did the same shit for him with Rusev. He had to lose a Rusev. You passed the hell out. Yeah. You still look strong. Have him pass out. But the booking was right. The thought process was right. Because now... Cena has one championship going for another. They're not going to let him carry both titles into that match. He's going to do an open challenge. Owens is going to accept the open challenge and win the belt.
2: Yeah, no. Before that's SummerSlam. Nice. Cool. Nah, I don't think no that Like, look, 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 bottom Someone's line. Someone's going
1: to beat Cena in the open challenge in the next three weeks. It's either him. It'll be Rusev, which probably not because, I mean, he had the belt before. Cesaro might get the push. One of those three are going to beat Cena in an open
2: challenge. So why couldn't why couldn't Owens just win at, at, at Battleground? Because then you need
1: Cena to look over-the-top impressive to go for the title.
2: Why? Rollins just look weak as hell. Is it really necessary for Cena to look that great? Yes, because you can't keep giving people off of losses title shots. Why? Yes, I'm talking about
1: fucking like Feed Me More. Like, he's horrible. He came off a loss to Wyatt and got the title a week later. Let's stop that precedent. You know what? Cena looked good. Cena has been carrying the company for this past, what, five, six months. He's been enhancing all the new talent. He's looked great against everyone. For the first time, you know what? His stupid highlighter gimmick might be old, but he's wrestling the best of his life. And you can reward him. For the first time, he actually deserves to go over on someone, and people are mad. Because we know, okay, don't lose, Cena. You're going to get the belt anyway. We all know how this is going to play out. Don't lose. Here. Why? And then lose on Raw or something? Cause he's Cena. No, I don't. I don't like. You're it. gonna lose. That would have been two out of three that he lost.
2: Yes, to Owens. No. If you're gonna look, if you're gonna put somebody Owen over, and I'm not, I'm not specifically blaming Cena for this because I'm sure the brass had something to do with it, saying, you know what, Kevin Owens is not the guy. Because if you beat Cena two out of three matches, you've basically taken the torch and you're running with it. Yeah, um, he's not that guy. And, well, they're not gonna give it to him. Owens could be that guy. He's that good. Uh, I don't know if they push heels like that anymore. Well, they need to because who you got? You got Rollins and who else?
1: Oh, I mean, they're going to – it's all setting up. All of it's setting up for Roman to take the belt, which he might be done after three months after Mania because I don't know how he's going to carry it as champion, but we shall see. Um. But after Reigns, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't see another – who else is a monster heel that can even contend for that belt? That's my point. A championship belt? That's my
2: point. And that's why. And if kept... you give it to Cena now, it's not changing hands before Mania. He's having it for seven months. Bullshit. Like Cena's losing that title in like Survivor Series. Look, if if so Roman who? I don't know. Cause things here's the thing is everything's so fluid in the WWE right now. There's a lot of guys that are in the mix, right? And Cena carrying the world title again is going to have it's like it's like regression. It's not going to be an open challenge for the World Heavyweight title. That's no. not going to happen. So you're losing a great 30-minute segment from the show. So it's unnecessary. Kevin Owens would have been better carrying the U.S. title and doing his own open challenge every week, being a douchebag okay. about it, but doing yeah. his own open challenge. Getting DQ'd, walking out. Yeah, be a shithead. Like, I, I don't mind that. You can do that. But like I said, the show was just strangely booked. Um, and like, like Going back to the rest of the show – it's it's still strange to me that Sasha Banks, who's the NXT women's champion, doesn't come out to her own music and doesn't uh, carry yeah. her own belt. It doesn't make sense to me. Still
1: weird. I seen her with the belt once and I think that was last week on SmackDown.
2: Well nobody watched SmackDown, so nobody saw her.
1: Hey, um, I watched it for Bay. That's man. how much I care.
2: Well, that's how much you care. But like that <laughs> match, like Bree Bella fucked up all the chemistry between Charlotte and and, uh, and uh, Sasha Banks. Yo, she didn't
1: even need to be there.
2: No. Nah. She was an afterthought. She was like invisible. Like she, like, she literally came in to mess up the match. Like, the flow <laughs> of the match was bad because of her. But um, they look
1: so good compared to her. It's just like, shit. You guys have been here, for all purposes, running the division the past
2: year. And you can't even hang with these girls. Nah, not a chance. She shouldn't even be in the ring. Not a chance. So, I don't know what they're building up to because the NXT women are so good. However... It's and they're be, making them win. Well, it's, they're winning every time. Like, next week, I, I, I'm going to put my money on it, and we'll talk about it next time we do the show. Becky Lynch is going to win a match next week. It just seems like everybody's got to win one. Um, I don't know, man. Like, like I said, it was cool. Like, the match was okay. It, was, it wasn't like Sasha Charlotte on NXT, but whatever. Uh, I wonder if the new chicks just
1: turn against the old ones. I, I wonder if that becomes the, the thing
2: eventually. I don't know. If it's
1: just NXT girls versus everyone else. Like, yo, we're winning all these matches. The other three are kind of washed. Let's just team up. I mean, Paige isn't washed, but they'll just leave Paige by herself and be like, yo, it's NXT girls versus the world.
2: Yeah, but who's the world? Like, that's a squash match. <laughs> like, those girls are too good. They really
1: are. But, I mean, the Bellas, the Bellas have to go. You just can't be reality stars anymore, yo. That's done. Yeah. That, those days are over. Total Divas ain't carrying you no more.
3: And I don't know who,
1: thank God, woke up and had that idea. I don't know if Stephanie was like, the hell with it. I'm tired of this. Or Triple H, or they just love NXT because it's like their little baby at this point. And everyone from NXT is getting a crazy push. But I love it. Because if you're not, or if you haven't come through NXT right now, they're kind of just shitting on you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's just, everything was kind of strangely booked. Uh, What else we have on battleground? Um, New Day lost again. Uh, <laughs> hey, damn, primetime players and primetime
1: players get arrested. Or oh, they didn't get arrested, they got pulled over after.
2: Yeah, it's like, yo, you want you, want, you're the champs, you get pulled over. Some things just don't change.
1: Too many black people in a the car. Them, Mark Henry, it was probably really low. They weren't like a Prius, something very small. Mark Henry should not have been in. They get pulled over.
2: Yo, if Mark Henry's driving a Prius, I am mad at the WWE. He was
1: passenger side.
2: Yeah. You gotta watch the video. There's a video. I saw it. I saw the Instagram and Darren Young. Yeah. yeah, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> but all right, so what else do we have? So we had Owens, we had title match. Was there anything else? Am I missing anything else from Battleground? Um, no, there was Miz talking and getting punched in the face. Nobody cares. Uh
1: uh
2: Our uh, Truth. That's the pre show. Nobody cares. Pre show once again. Hey, Stand up for our black brethren in the WWE. I will not stand up for a coon. You can have. Him. <laughs> <laughs> that's Vince's Butler. Nope, not doing it. This is <laughs> loving r truth. I can't stand it. I nope. think
1: that's it. I'm. I'm pretty sure we're missing one match because it was a long time. Oh, um, we had the opening match with a
2: uh, Sheamus. Oh yeah, which was actually a good match. Really good match. Sheamus and Orton, but it just you know Orton's worked.
1: always delivering though. Like
2: he, hey. I, when it was going on,
1: I was like, orton's probably the most underrated wrestler in the w w e
2: he's so like he was so overrated at one point that now he's underrated like people underrated. yeah how, like yeah.
1: people just they don't open their eyes anymore like everything about him right now is great, yeah, like how he just builds the r k o and like the spitting and all that craziness r k o out of nowhere still his move set is even getting better
2: yeah he's he's he, just fun to watch he's it just feels like he should hold the Intercontinental title and not your boy uh, Ryback. Right right we can't even remember his name. He's that bad. Yeah. And they're trying to give it to him the Miz, of the big show. Who thought that shit was good? No well, somebody. I don't know who. Somebody old was back there. Was like, we gotta show love to the old heads. So
1: somehow they went from Daniel Bryan and let's bring validity to all these championships to oh he's injured. F it, let's go
2: back to what we've been doing. I mean, theoretically, I figured that what happened was Daniel Bryan got hurt and John Cena was like, I'll do it. I'll have the great matches. And that's kind of how this whole U.S. Open Challenge came up. And then I, they were just like, oh, let's forget about the other belt. The yeah, like, we... hey, Meathead's got the belt right back. Who's, he's improving, but it's just, you know, whatever. He is. Nothing I mean, they're trying
1: to do with him, I guess, what they did with Reigns is like, yo, let's just force him. Like, if he can't do it now, he's never going to do it. Yeah, so. Let's just strap the Rockets back, see if he can handle it.
2: So, you um, know, there was another thing. Like, I was looking at the SummerSlam poster that Sasha Banks posted on her Twitter. And Kevin Owens is not on there. I know. He's wrestling the night before. So, so, is, so what are we doing? Is, is Kevin Owens going to be mid-carded? Because if that's the case, send him back to NXT and don't, he doesn't need to be on the main roster. Don't ruin him. He might go back to NXT, it looks like. It looks like they might move him back down. I don't know. I'm. Um, I'm not I mean, pleased. that Samoa Joe rivalry is still brewing, man. Yeah, and there's something that you can sell. Like, I just don't want Kevin Owens. Like, like after he walked out on the Raw main event, which was actually fun to watch. That, that, the Raw main event was fun to watch. Yeah. Was, with all three teaming up and beating the hell out of uh, who was stuck? Was it Rusev? Rusev, got his ass whooped. Yeah, got got Molly Watt by them three. Um, but it was fun to watch. But it just I couldn't figure out. Like, all right, well, what are the what are the storylines? And I I know we got Rollins and Cena, which. If Rollins doesn't win this match, I think it's stupid. If Cena beats Rollins at, at SummerSlam, Rollins was like the most useless champion ever.
1: Yeah, but he was champion.
2: But he was useless. He's like Jack Swagger. <laughs> He's not as bad as Jack Swagger. Come on, man. He was money in the bank. He won the title. And how many But to be he- fair, he
1: he needs to kind of let go of that, yo. They need to reevaluate Rollins as a... Not as a character, per se. As a character, because they made him a win. And moveset and everything. Like, they've stripped him of his finisher, so he has to get a whole new finisher, and he hasn't been able to do it because he's been using the damn pedigree. Like, he needs some time to just really figure out what the hell to do with himself right now.
2: But it's not his fault, man. It's like, he's a great talent. It's, they're just, you make him, when you bring back Lesnar, you make him look weak, and you've made him look weak. Like, the thing is, is people forget the great triple threat match that they had at the Royal Rumble where Rollins looked strong. And then you go into this match and Lesnar just kind of trucks you until the Undertaker saves us from losing the title. Yeah. Yo, but this is
1: where Rollins has to show. He'll put on a great show against Cena. I have that, no doubt.
2: He's gotta win. That's all I'm saying. I don't wanna see him lose.
1: Ah, I don't yeah. I don't know if he can I don't know if he can win that. But he's gonna look great losing. And he's not gonna look weak losing either. It's gonna be five star match caliber, what we saw from the likes of Zane. And even Neville put on a great match against Cena. It's going to be that good. Because Rollins is as good as them, if not better.
2: Yo, I remember the match we forgot now. Reigns and Wyatt. Oh, shit. Can't forget that. Great match. Um, Harper's back in the mix?
1: Yes. Harper's back. Rowan will be back once he's not injured, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. the Wyatt
1: family's back. But I'm hoping uh, Rowan can just cut promos with the weird-ass mask.
2: Well, you know what? The, the, the best and worst thing about this is the Wyatt family's back, but they, they got to find a third partner, right? So, and the reason why they got to find a third partner is they, they're saying Sting's going to get involved in this feud.
1: Yes, at SummerSlam, and they can't just shit on Ambrose and not book him again.
2: Yeah, Ambrose has got to be in this match. So, that means somebody's got to join the Wyatt family. So, if you're WWE and you're trying to find somebody to join the Wyatt family, who do you pick? It's not hard. It is not hard. The shit's staring you in the face. It's probably the easiest thing to do. Let me see. Who is it? It's Bo Dallas. Yeah, exactly. It's Bo... It's Bray Wyatt's damn brother who keeps gaining weight.
1: Which is great. You just say, family is coming back. We are a family. Add real family to this. He comes in, and you turn that Bo Leaf shit evil. Imagine how dope the Bo Leaf thing is. Like They've been kind of pushing him heel anyway. If he's like super evil Bo Dallas with the Bo leave and all that shit,
2: so dope. Yeah, this this it has to happen. Bo Dallas has to be in the Wyatt family, which is great, which I'm fine with. I'm cool. satisfied, except for they're, the fact they're saving his character,
1: by the way, because he's middling.
2: Yeah, but bringing Sting back is like I don't get. Oh, it. that's
1: gonna be horrible, and you know Sting's gonna pin Wyatt.
2: Ugh, no, he's oh. not. No, he's not.
1: Oh God, Sting has to pin someone, right? I don't know what but, happens. Oh God! I have a feeling Sting's gonna pin Wyatt, and they're just gonna
2: continue
1: to bury one of the greatest characters they have.
2: Yeah, well, we'll it's see. Because we...
1: think like you, because he doesn't need a belt, and his character's gonna withstand getting his ass whipped five times a year.
2: I don't know. We'll see. We got four. Like I said, we got four weeks to build. Maybe like Sting will break his hip and won't be involved in the match. But know. a quick
1: segue then, because we're gonna talk New Japan in a second. But we actually have a New Japan wrestler.
2: Fighting in NXT. Yeah, Juicing Thunder Liger. a legend. What the
1: hell does this mean?
2: I don't know. I don't care. Like what? Dog, I don't like. I'm not. This I'm, is a
1: chance to mark out. Is there like an alliance? Like, is NXT gonna get in with ROH and New Japan, and can we see a crossover in talent? Is I mean, it a
2: real indie promotion? I doubt. I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I think we're. It's just kind of like an anomaly, and it just made me want to go to Brooklyn more. That's all. That's it. I just need... And to I mean attention.
1: Liger. It's like,
2: yeah. Like, they Liger's like a thousand years old. Like, yeah, bro. yeah.
1: They could have chose a better athlete.
2: Yeah, like... But the fact old. that
1: they got anyone is fucking historic.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it lights they it up. They continue to acknowledge the indies. Yeah, and that's, but that's how you got to do it. Now, how about, like, for those of, you know... We went to ROH over the weekend. We went to a Ring of Honor show here in Vegas, um, which was fun. It, it was... It, we had a good main event with Jay Lethal, but... Yo, my man Kel doesn't understand the, the brilliance of Dalton Castle. What's oh, Dalton you,
1: Castle. I, I can't do it, man. I can't get on bandwagon. How? Why? He reminds me of the dude from Silence of the Lambs, like the Buffalo Bill dude. Like, he's so creepily
2: flamboyant. That's brilliant. You don't like good theater, bro. You need to, <laughs> you need to start liking good theater. I like
1: Bray Wyatt. I like that whole character. That's great theater.
2: Nah, like, this Dalton Castle cat is for real.
1: Yo, and he brings it everywhere to the ring. Like, his tags were overly flamboyant.
2: Yo, the signs. You see they hijacked my sign, right? They did. <laughs> like, it was on Dalton Castle's Twitter. Like, that's my Instagram photo. Like, I, I, I tweeted Dalton Castle and was like, respect the shooter. And he favorited my tweet, but he didn't say that it was my fucking t- <laughs> asshole. But, um...
1: Yo, that's real. Like, I can't I can't do it. Like, I, I really can't. Like, he's like gold dust. Where he's, like, weird. Like, you don't know... And it's kind of uncomfortable to ask, like, is he a gay character? Is he a straight character? Does he have no sex? Like, I, I, I'm just wondering where he fits in, in that aspect of wrestling. Like, I haven't heard him cut
2: a promo or speak, so I don't know what he does. He does. He's just weird, and listen, everyone loves him already. Listen, he does amazing. That's what he does, Kelly. You need to get with the goddamn program. Quit hating. And I didn't shit. see
1: him wrestle enough in that because it was a triple threat. You need to watch more. But when I hear he can go.
2: Kel, you comment, comment on shit you don't know about, man. you need to...
1: Listen, man, I just can't get with it. I can't get with the character. Like, I don't see it yet. I, I don't know. I mean, I might change my mind. I can change my mind.
2: I can see him be like, yo,
1: he can wrestle his ass off, and the creepy gimmick doesn't bother me that much. But it's still going to be a creepy-ass gimmick.
2: That's what makes it special. That's why nobody fucks with you, Were you a Goldust fan? Yes. That's why, but that, like, listen. Well, there you go. That's why nobody fucks with you. Like no, (laughs) like nobody. I don't fuck
1: with with Dalton Castle.
2: Nah, man. Like you, like I said, you just don't know brilliance when when you see it. Like, what's wrong with you? Listen, only two people
1: I haven't like, and Dalton Castle. The jury's out. I might like Dalton Castle. I got to see more of him. It's creepy. But besides that, only person I don't like is Dolph Ziggler, and I'm spot on on that shit.
2: You ain't spot on. You an asshole. (laughs) Let's
1: talk New Japan
2: before (laughs) our segment is done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have New Japan. Climax? Yeah, okay, so I, I got to get this out of the way. G1 Climax started this week. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm at the AJ Styles match. I haven't had a chance to watch I've been watching on New Japan World, uh, which is a great deal. Like 8 bucks, you get to watch the entire G1 Climax tournament. And that shit used to be way too expensive. But anyway, before the tournament started, they had this press conference with, like, everybody in the tournament. And... Michael Elliott had, like, the biggest, most non-fittingest suit in the history of man. He was, like, a <laughs> fucking idiot. Yo, I didn't even know, like, you fly all the way out to Japan, get your suit tailored, man. Nah, yo, he's dressing like T-Mac out there. Yo, he, yo, d- what the fuck? <laughs> if I'm going to Japan, my shit is going to be, if I'm the only American from ROH going to New Japan, I'm going to look dope. That's just all there is to it. Why not look dope? <laughs> Got to get some like
1: fly Conor McGregor style
2: suit going. So I'm saying, like, look dope, but like, don't wear your dad's suit and like your dad. Like, if your dad's like Gulliver from Gulliver's Travels, like, this shit was huge. <laughs> uh, it's like he's on the usher board. Yeah, but anyway, G1 climax started this week. For those who don't know, it's a, it's a remarkable turn, round robin tournament with two blocks of wrestlers featuring some of the best New Japan talent that's out there, and usually some American like Michael Elgin from R.O.H. weights. And the winner ends up fighting at Wrestle Kingdom. Between Nakamura, Okada, Kota Ibushi, and AJ Styles, and to a lesser degree, Shibata, who's another amazingly stiff guy who looks like he hurts people. Um, It's weird. He's like an Asian with a hairy chest. It just kind of looks weird. (laughs) So, but, and he only wears, like, black trunks. He has, like, nothing else going on for him, but he's just fun to watch. Um... It's, it'll be a good tournament. Like I said, as it progresses, and I'm sure we're going to be like, talking about like some great five-star matches. But until then, you know, for those of you who don't know, go to NJPW World. Make sure you translate to English. Don't go on there on some Japanese shit and push the wrong button and give up your life. Yeah. <laughs> you'll never that.
1: get back. That's don't. where you got to delete your cookies, delete your history, your scripts, everything.
2: Yeah, you'll be on some like Asian hint of porn shit instead of watching wrestling. Yo, and you'll and be blaming it up us with so that, that do it.
1: and get caught. Say, Andrea sent you there. Yeah. So if your wife walks in and you go from five-star matches and wrestling to hentai porn, yo, it's not my fault. Andre said to do it on a podcast.
2: Yo, Kel, I have a feeling you watched a lot of hentai porn as a kid. Because you like Dragon Ball Z, so I know you- That cut. shit, What did you think I was a kid?
1: Nah, I can't. That shit wasn't readily available. And mm-hmm. no, nah, that's weird. I'm good. I keep my cartoons separate from my porn. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> on that note, we need to just go ahead and take a break so we can finish up with our boxing and MMA stuff. A lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we've talked a lot as it is. Um, the people hopefully, love it. Hopefully, by the time I get off this podcast, Meek Mill and Drake have fought in somebody's backyard.
1: Ah, right, they're gonna kiss and make up. Everybody, stay tuned. We'll be back.
2: One of these motherfuckers is different. Demigods is back. Hey, that's fucking awesome. I think I'm missing my marbles. I'm kinda glad I lost. Her. I see the deep in there. looks like you're going off it. And no, you squares can't fit inside my over office. Nope. I'm going golfing. Yes, Except yes. instead of that white ball, I'm seeing off your head, then it's light sauce. Yeah. You ain't lighter with a light saw can Max like the guy from Saw at your high school there. Craig, that's how the more You shouldn't do that though. Close line of fact, crying a superman that ho. Check the rhymes in the flow. You know what I'm
1: all right, we're back from break. Uh, we had a little bit of an extended break because Andres had to have Arby's for the first time in forever. Shit was delicious. I haven't had Arby's in mad long, so yeah. But we had to come back real quick because Andres thinks I've lost my damn mind, but I haven't. Yes, you Before have. we get to boxing and UFC, we got to talk about Double XL. last night or when you're listening to this. It was on a... Tuesday decided to have an eye candy segment on their Twitter. Nothing out of the ordinary. They're trying
2: to, you know, drum up interest in Yo, their social media. Get to the media. point, Kel. Fuck all this fluff shit. Get to the point of what you're doing, what you're saying right now. Yo, they had a dwarf only
1: eye candy segment on Tuesday night. And Andres is trying to say the dwarfs don't need love too. These girls were sexy. I'll say it. I don't care what you say about me. Judge me. The dwarfs were sexy. Let's
2: go, double XL. Kudos to you. No. Okay, look. Fuck. God damn it, K. No, she's this...
1: sexy. I dare you look at that dwarf and say she's not. Sexy. I'm not. First oh, of all, look. I'm, like, I'm
2: not dwarf. looking. I'm not looking. And it's not because I don't like have anything against dwarfs. So don't make it like that. Because then you'll have everybody coming at me. No, and not I, at all. I made a Gulliver's Travels reference earlier in the show because everybody would think it's mad shade now. But double XL, <laughs> like dog. That's not exceptional journalism. If I got a, like, eye candy with dwarfs reeks of desperation. At, they like, were sexy the... dwarfs. It's not like it was just, like, average dwarfs for clickbait. The dwarfs were mad sexy. Okay, so here's my question. Yes. Apparently, you'd be the guy to do this. Who got the assignment at Double XM was like, yo, son, I need you to find the finest dwarves you can find. And what? And was dead ass serious about it. I'll do it. I'll
1: search Instagram. That's the whole, whole platform for that. Yo, this so stupid right now. I don't even know what to say. Yo, yo Dorf. oh my god! Listen, yeah. Go to Double XL. It, it's not that far back. Just hit like whatever media, whatever. Scroll down. There's there. You'll see the pictures of the dwarfs. Uh, these dwarf ladies who are dressed nicely, shapely, and look, they are sexy. Yo, there's even like they got their own reality show. Come on, you're bugging if you say
2: this dwarf chick isn't sexy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking. Like I'm not clicking that shit. I'm not giving XXL clicks for putting up high candy dwarves at midnight. You just gotta click once onto the media section of that shit. It's yours, Kel. You can have it. Yo, That's your shit. When you hit anyone, hit me up on Twitter when you
1: hear this segment and tell me that these dwarf chicks aren't sexy. I dare you. You no, know, you can
2: dare him. I mean, Andreas I, is
1: a hater. This isn't even a goddamn it, Kel. This is a goddamn
2: because like you are falling into the trap. Like you are falling for what Double XL is doing. Cause I, I just don't think the Double XL is like looking in the goodness of their heart and be like, you know what? There's some really beautiful dwarves out there. So let's these women deserve too. love too. They're, they're not saying that. It didn't come from an honest place. I don't think it came from an honest place. Cause why post that shit at midnight? That's a little sketchy, it but is, if they had the whole day, nothing wrong with it. Like, in the middle of the Meek and Drake thing, it was like, hey, we want to get clicks. Let's put on midgets, and, like, come on, man. They're and not dwarves. midget. there's doors. I it know they're different. God, like, listen, like, I don't want to be politically clear. Fuck this conversation. Let's <laughs> move on. We got some boxing and some MMA to, to talk about. I can't even talk anymore, because Kale's You can't, because like, you know you're wrong.
1: Let's talk about Mayweather first. Shit, we're talking boxing. Mayweather always comes first. It's going down, Mayweather Andre Berto. It looks like, and you were so against it.
2: Past it's not dog. No, it's not confirmed yet. It's not confirmed yet. I it's, well, it's, it should be confirmed tomorrow, the day after. Sooner or later. We've been saying that, but dude, like, you still think it's gonna be calm? I still somewhere, think it's gonna be calm, man. Like for Floyd Mayweather fight Andre Berto, it's like, oh my fucking god, that's just. I, and I know it has to do something with hinging on whether it's going to be on pay-per-view or network television. F- Floyd's fighting for free. Even free people don't want to see Berto. Berto lost to two people that Floyd made with a beat up. Why? This, this is a dumb fight. If it happens. He wants
1: the knockout. And Amir Khan was on record the other day saying he thinks Birdo's going to get the fight.
2: And he wants fight number 50. Khan, you might as well just get out the paint. Amir Khan. That's it. You've been you wasted fight en- Brook, man. Stop being yeah. stop being like that. You wasted your entire life chasing Floyd Mayweather. You're never gonna get that fight. Just give it up. Just give it the ghost. But but all right. So hypothetically speaking, if Floyd Mayweather fights Andre Berto and doesn't knock him out, then what? Oh, that looks bad. But then it just looks like every other Mayweather fight to the casual fan. So it is what it is. Nah, he gets shitted on more for this one. It's just my threshold for bullshit is just it just like that fight just shouldn't happen.
1: See, we should have started the segment off like this. Look, you're no, you posting. started the
2: segment off talking about fucking double XL dwarves, and <laughs> and now we got to talk boxing. And now all I'm thinking about is like, yo, I, we just had a segment about double XL posting eye candy dwarves. It just sounds like everything wrong about everything. But, but. <laughs> let's talk about your boy Triple G then, because
1: glasses. It's saying that you're crazy to think his run is going to continue. Here goes
2: more stuff. This is like the God damn it, Andreas segment. No, that, that shit doesn't exist. And I don't appreciate you trying to do that shit. Like, <laughs> you just tried to meet mill the whole conversation with your fallacies, though. Like, you just trying to throw shit under the bus. Not happening. But look, like, we, we, Gennady Golovkin is supposedly booking a fight with David Lemieux, who Oscar De La Hoya was completely against initially. And I know why. You don't want to serve up your one of your big names in Canada and let him get destroyed. And then, you know, you ruin the money train. Lemieux draws well in the Bell Center in Canada and wherever he fights in Canada. So keep him away from somebody like Gennady Golovkin who's going to kill him. Like, dude, here's what I tell people. And Shea from Two Dope Boys was with me when we went to shoot Gennady Golovkin at Big Bear. That dude is a savage. And I've been covering BOTS for a long time. I'm not wrong about this. Glasses, I'm going to have to call Glasses Malone, have him back on the show again, because we, like today, we just had a bunch of text messages for a ridiculously long amount of time. He should have been rapping. I should have been right. But yet we're sitting there t- texting each other about boxing. <laughs> and he's just very adamant that Gennady Golovkin is Mike Tyson. And I'm just trying to tell him, like, Mike Tyson didn't get a silver medal in the Olympics. Like, Mike Tyson didn't knock out 20 people in a row. It didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, nobody wants to fight him, man. Like, nobody wants to fight Gennady Golovkin. And I understand why. Ward says he wants to fight him. But I guarantee you that Jay-Z and David Iskowitz over at Roc Nation... They're not going to put Andre out there until he builds up a big enough buzz for that fight. Yeah, no, nah, not at all. And I mean, I think the Kovalev fight pays more. If you're
1: going to fight a heavy puncher, fight Kovalev.
2: Well, the the scary thing about Kovalev is you know he's naturally a light heavyweight, and Kovalev's
1: yeah, big. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, that that's a tough fight, but it's going to pay more if if you really are going to put your record on the line and your face on the line. I don't know if Golovkin really sells
2: that well and we already know ward doesn't well yeah ward doesn't draw shit like ward nobody watches andre ward fight it's unfortunate because he's a great fighter but it's just the way it is he's been out of the spotlight for too long he has to build up his portfolio again kovalev fights this weekend in vegas against um in a fight where everybody expects kovalev to run him over and it turns into an exhibition where somebody's just going to get knocked out and it's not going to be kovalev um and we'll get to see because this is kovalev i believe this is kovalev's first time ever fighting in vegas So we'll get to see if if he brings him out. Um, I don't know if Gennady Golovkin is. He's a pretty big draw. He fills up StubHub when he fights there. He fills up, you know, Atlantic City or wherever he's fighting in the East Coast. They're pushing him along well, but.
1: It'd have to be like Staples or something, though. It'd have to be, like, worth it. Um, And for them, they don't have network television deals like that. So it'd have to be pay per view.
2: Well. I mean, main events, you know, for for Kovalev, main events is on HBO. HBO loves Gennady Golovkin. He's going to continue to fight on HBO. They would like that fight to be a pay-per-view fight because the reality of the situation is once Mayweather walks away, there are no pay-per-view fights unless you're having Canelo fight, and that's it. Yeah, that that is true. Um, I interviewed
1: uh, the other day, which was um, actually an amazing interview. Um, A couple of the fighters from this weekend, Kovalev spoke the other day in like a like a little conference call type setting. But I talked to Bernard Hopkins one-on-one the other day. And Hopkins is really interested in the Triple G fight. Like this winner, he wants his last fight to be Triple G. And if you have Hopkins versus Triple G in L.A. or in New York or wherever it may be, probably Barclays because it's Hopkins, you have that there and you build that audience, that can propel you possibly to pay-per-view status for his next fight. You knock out Hopkins; it gives you a name. It gives you something to sell.
2: <clears throat> this is a bad move for Bernard Hopkins. He's fifty years old, man. Fifty-one. I don't want to see Bernard Hopkins. Week. Look, look. I don't want to. the last time I see Bernard Hopkins in the ring, I don't want him being carried out by six and put into a grave. Because <laughs> I think Gennady will kill him. He, I mean, Bernard, dude.
1: Bernard wants those problems, and he said that's the fight he wants. And as long as it doesn't take until next summer, that's the fight he's gonna that he's gonna get. He Yo, said he's not scared of him, man. He, he wants it. As long as it's at a reasonable weight, um, you know, Triple G might have to move up a little bit because he's not interested in cutting like that. So if it's 170,
2: 171, it's go time. Triple G's not that big of a dude. Triple G, you know, like, he eats normally to make 160. So to do 168 or higher is going to be a little stressful. But Kovalev already beat up Bernard Hopkins. So why do you want to get beat up again? Ah, whatever. <laughs> You want to make someone like yo, yo cut the check, let him fight. If if Gennady kills him, if he dies, he dies. You know what I'm saying? Like that's Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. That's something that we dies. gotta
1: ask. We gotta ask Glasses about that. When Glasses Malone, the next time we talk to him, we gotta have him on the show. Golovkin, Hopkins, who are you taking?
2: And Hopkins is gonna be the bigger man by like ten pounds. Won't matter. He'll still die. Um, and I and I love Bernard Hopkins. I, I it's just you gotta you know you gotta know when to fold him, and you just don't fight Gennady Golovkin. You chill. Go find somebody else. <laughs> Like, go Do beat you, up Adonis Kovalev? Stevenson. Like, for real, fight Adonis Stevenson. You could beat Adonis Stevenson. I don't think Adonis Stevenson's that good. No, but he, he has that knockout power, too. He catches Bernard with the wrong one. It's over. Yeah, but, you know, like, you watch Adonis fight, and he's, he's not really that good. And he's old. Like, Adonis is 38. So, it's like, you know, you got to get a big fight sooner. Like, you keep running from Kovalev. So, you got to figure it out. Um, But, <clears throat> whatever. Bernard, if he wants that fight. Andrew Ward says he wants Triple G. Triple G says that he w- doesn't want to, uh, like, he wants to have it at a cash Ward's people saying no, whatever. I don't know what's going on. They're um, all going to have to fight each other sooner or later. It's going to happen. It's just who's going to be the A-side who's going to call the shots. That's all that really matters. And yep. Andre Ward will never be in a position to call the shots unless he fights a marquee name and beats him. And, <clears throat> and here's what I want to say. And first of all, uh, we'll talk about this fight in a minute. Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. looked like shit this weekend against Marcos Reyes. He looked terrible. Horrible. This is who I wish Al Heyman would just say, you know what? Screw it. Go ahead and do it. Chavez versus Andre Ward would be the best thing to happen to Andre Ward. Beat up a Mexican with a big Mexican fan base and take all their fans and then get your name on the map. Because Chavez is goose as cook. and Ward Oh, he's like, so trash. He might have to go up to 175. I don't know. What do you have to do? He doesn't care. So let Ward beat the I don't care out of him. And then he'd be, it would help his exposure. He needs to be exposed to a new audience. What has it. Uh, it sounds silly, but you have to fight in front of uh, You have to fight a big name Mexican to help at your name. Ask Floyd May with us. Why he fights on Cinco de Mayo. So, dude, if he fought Chavez, you know, Chavez could cash out and leave because he's going to have to retire anyway because he sucks. And just do it.
1: That wouldn't be a bad move for Chavez. I mean, it's better than getting beat by nobodies.
2: That's what I'm saying. For
1: like money. Might as well go in there and get a big fight. Maybe you luck up. Maybe you knock him down once. Maybe. Man. Nope. It, it extends your career now he just gets, off of some luckiness getting a knockdown, he gets which watched. probably won't happen. Probably yeah. get his ass beat, but it is what it is.
2: Yeah, he gets washed. That's all that happens. He gets absolutely and utterly destroyed by Andre Ward. Um, but again, but, you know what I'm saying? is in a weird place right now. It's like we, we got a lot of great fighters. We just got to see how they pair down the matchup. So oh, hey, you. we got a championship fight, though. We got a championship fight this weekend in UFC. We do. We got UFC on Fox. TJ Dillashaw, Hennon Burrell, too. A fight that we've been waiting a year to see after Burrell got shockingly knocked out by Dillashaw. Yo, there's no buzz for it, though. It's so weird. Because we're still hung over from 189. We're still hung over from Conor McGregor, Roy McDonald. Like, all those wars. I just watched them again the other night. That's still the greatest card in UFC history. So, it's going to be hard to get hyped for a fight like that. And it's a good yeah, fight.
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, the, the undercard is okay. It's decent. You got Misha Tate. It's really going to be tune in for the main event.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean... It, for casual fans. Dillashaw, Barral too, is a fight that everybody should want to see, especially after what happened the first time. We want to see if Dillashaw's for real. Um, Barral blames Lucky Punch. I don't blame Lucky Punch. You got your ass whooped for the duration of the fight. So it wasn't anything. i was going to say, it's the whole damn
1: fight. Which punch was Lucky? He hit him with a ton of them.
2: Yeah, Dillashaw did his best Dominic Cruz impression and beat Henry Burrell. So I'm... I'm looking forward to the fight. I want to see who's real and who's fake, kind of like Meet Mill and Drake. But um, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. And, uh, you know, I'm not mad at the—the wrestling uh, the the It's not horrible. I mean, Misha Tate and Jessica Eye, that's interesting to a certain extent. We got to see if Misha Tate's real. Paul Felder, who's undefeated against Edson Barbosa, you always want to see Barbosa knock somebody out. A spinning heel kick yep, would be but great. But
1: Barbosa also, he gets a little sloppy, so you never yeah. know how that's going to go.
2: Yeah, he is. I mean, the rest of the card, isn't eh, Joe Lozon's on there against Fireball Kid, Takanori Gomi. Jim Miller's on the card. Um, Eddie Winley versus Brian Caraway and Misha Tage boo. So, it's, it's decent. Did you it's just free. dismiss Patrick Cummins? Wait, what? What? Patrick Cummins is on the card? Isn't he on the card? Nah, man. Nah. Oh, I thought he was on
1: earlier. Nah. Who boy- is that? Nah, Someone I-, I was mistaken then.
2: Yeah, cut it out. Stop for trying to bring your boy back. It's Zach Cummins, not Patrick Cummins.
1: Oh, Zach Cummins. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> hey. He's on
2: Fight Pass. He, he's Listen, not even on they anything. Showed, they told.
1: showed uh, last name.
2: Nah. But it, as a whole, the card is a, it's a decent card. Um, so it is what it is. You know, one of the things I do want to talk about, though, um, is Stitch getting fired by the UFC. You heard about this?
1: Yes. Rough, man. Uh, I think you sent me the link when it yeah. happened. And I was just like, wow. it's It's really a staple um of the organization just leaving over something stupid
2: it's apparently that's the rumor from what I've heard um Dana White's not returning any calls Lorenzo fatita hasn't said anything but the rumor is that Stitch Duran got fired who's one of the greatest the great cut men he made himself a celebrity which is impressive just to be a cut man Uh, was fired for speaking out against the Reebok deal and his the sponsors that he lost and Duran he lost a lot of sponsors it hurt his pockets. But he didn't say anything crazy. He just said it was hurting my pockets. I don't like the new vest because I can't carry all my equipment. That's really it. If that's the reason he got fired, like, the UFC has made a, a grave mistake. Um, we already lost Burt. Burt Bert left the company a few months ago uh, for reasons that we still really don't know what happened. And then we. No, nah, he never really talked about it. He nah. kind of just left it and was like, yo, I'm good. And now Stitch Duran gets fired apparently over some Reebok stuff. Hopefully there's some more to this story. I just don't want, you know, the Reebok thing to become something that gets a lot of guys axed because they're already losing money. They're not making the same money. They're going to be company, men, Nobody's going to speak their mind. You know, I don't like that. Nah,
1: and that's why, you know what? Cool. If the UFC wants to, you know, become a league and a true organization and they want to be the NBA or the NFL or the MLB, fine. But now the next progression is these fighters, these people who work need unions. Yeah, Because you're just yeah. going to get dogged out if you don't have one. You have to unionize. I mean, NFL has one, MLB, every organization has one. And if the UFC is asking to be at that level, then the fighters need to organize and have that same type of of camaraderie and stick up for each other and say, no, you have to pay us this.
3: Yeah. We
2: need these people.
1: You know, That's like saying the best ref in the NBA is going to get fired for saying he doesn't like the dress code.
2: Yeah, that's kind of weak. And I mean, more importantly, with a union, you get you get things like you can fight for health care, um, yeah. which a lot of people don't understand. Like if you're this a, hurts
1: the safety, this hurts player. I mean, fighter safety. Yeah, the it, best cut right. man possible is now fired. So what if I get a cut of my eye? Well, Look I mean, that Roy McDonald fight. Roy gets out in the second. If you can't help him with the cuts and the bloody nose and all this stuff, so you telling me we're getting the second best for the world's best fighters? We have the second best cut man. Doesn't cut it.
2: No, it's whack. Like I said, you know, there's other cut men, there's decent cut men in the UFC. He's not the only one. He's just the most popular one. A lot of people say he's the greatest, um, especially when it comes to wrapping hands and things like that. To get fired over a Reebok deal, it's silly. It's just, I just hope, again, I just hope it's not true. Um, And aside from that, I mean, it's it's the Reebok deal. Like, let's just be honest. Fighters are losing money. That's all it is. Fighters are not able to have their sponsors anymore. Now, don't get me wrong. it, It cleans up. The, the presentation without having um, who we got uh, uh, what is a dynamic faster over everybody's stuff anymore. And you know, like the Condom <laughs> Depot, I mean that that's cool and everything, but the deal just, you got to fight on a tier. Like if you're coming in as a young fighter, you know, your training camp might break you before you make any money after the fight, especially if you don't get a win bonus. So yeah. I get it. I get why fighters will be upset about it. I just don't want them to feel like they can't speak up. Um, like especially it's not too, nothing too inflammatory it's just I'm losing money so and
1: training camp wise they'll survive it just forces people into bigger gyms um, it's honestly what it does because you go to bigger gyms now because it's you don't have to pay anything really you get that training all the time you'll get to fight these guys in the same gym in the competition it's not boxing like you're not try, you know training by yourself all the damn time and have to fly people out all the time like you can get into a bigger gym and it might crush some of the smaller gyms and independent things but you know that's the way of the world
2: i mean but you do need you know when you're you're in camp for a fight you do need one-on-one time you don't want to have to uproot your life to go somewhere else to join a gym that may not work for you so some of the guys that are training at you know some of these smaller gyms and these smaller teams it could hurt them i don't know we'll see because everybody's got to get paid at the end of the day and, yep everybody got to get money and
1: yeah. if the salaries go up and and ufc you know Puts together a good healthcare package and all that stuff, then it's worth it. But it, it better match. Absolutely. It has to match. It can't just shaft the fighters even more than they were
2: getting before. Yeah, and I think
1: that'll all come to light.
2: We'll see. We'll see. So uh, before we get out of here, Kelly, I gotta get your take. You, who's, who's winning the burrell Dillasal 2 fight? <sighs> I'm going with Burrell.
1: I know after the first one, it's just like, what? Like he was dominated. I think he's hungry again. It's same thing with Aldo. Aldo, I thought lost that fire, and I thought Connor could beat him, and I still think Connor could beat him for that same reason. But with uh, Burrow, it's like okay, he lost that fire. It kinda he, it was a replacement fight. The original opponent backed out. He wasn't as hype. Oh, who is this kid? The, T.J. went from fighting second on like the undercard, on Fox Sports One, to the main event. Like, it was literally that crazy. He didn't take him seriously. Cool. You had a letdown. Show who you are. He was one of the most dominant fighters in the UFC. Had not lost in, what, nine years? Yeah. Show who you are. And this is his chance. Come back. Show it. Fight. And I think he, he wins that fight. And then I think it's him versus Dominic. And that's one hell of a fight.
2: Well, <clears throat> I think I'm going to go with Dillashaw. I think Dillashaw has his number. It's, it's a tough fight to pick because I, I don't know which Henry of Brown is going to show up. And you know, maybe the Dominic Cruz style is gonna work again. I, I have no idea. Um but I think Dillashaw's for real. You know, he was great on the Ultimate Fighter. He needed to uh you know, refine a few things, his striking's gotten a lot better and I think he I think he takes it. Um Team Alpha Male, they're they're fired up. And you know, he's he's working with Bang Ludwig. Uh you know, he's making his trips to make sure he gets his hands worked on. So It'll be a hell of a fight. I wouldn't be surprised if Brow wins. If Henry Brow wins, I would be absolutely not surprised. But I'm going to go with TJ Dillashaw. I think it'll, it may be a decision. I'm not sure. Five rounds is a long time for these guys to beat each other up. But we'll Yeah, see. I'll go brow.
1: third round stoppage.
2: All right, cool, cool. Well, shit, I think we've held these people long enough. We've talked about Meek Mill. We've talked about dwarves. We've talked about fighting. Uh, think this title is going to
1: be amazing, by the way.
2: Yeah, I'm going to come up Is it. it For those who don't know and keep asking me, what do the titles mean? The title is basically encompassing everything that we talk about. No matter how ridiculous it is, everything that we talk about is in the show. And it's it's packed into that title. So expect to see something just as ridiculous for the title of this show. (laughs) So thanks for joining
1: us. You guys, remember, check our YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at Kel Dansby. And
2: I'm at Andreas Hale.
1: So simple. And then the show is at The Corner LSN. Same thing on Instagram. And uh, yeah, man, we're gonna keep pumping out content for you guys. Thank you for your support. Thanks for staying with us all show. We're out until next week.
2: Peace.